top investor is raising some serious red flags about the investment outlook. We'll tell you who and what they are so worried about. Plus the results of our latest Money Friends poll and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown-Up podcast, coming to you from my very grown-up kitchen in New York City. And coming to you from my mom's half-finished basement just outside of Detroit, Michigan, where we make the Stacky Benjamin Show. I'm Joe Saul Cihai. This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories. With thought leaders from across the financial landscape, we break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends. And we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. Big thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends. Think providing retirement benefits to your employees is expensive? Well, think again. Ubiquity offers simple, online, affordable, small business retirement solutions starting at just $75 a month. Get ahead of the future with help from Ubiquity's team of experts. Visit myubiquity.com to learn more or tell your boss to visit. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. Big thanks to them. Of course, not only do we have Ubiquity with us uh, for that first time, we also have Chad Parks who's going to be on the show. And not not just because they're sponsoring the show. He's he's one of the foremost uh, experts on the three-legged retirement stool, making sure that people yeah. people know what they need to know for retirement. Yeah. And he um, he has a great documentary called Broken Eggs. I think that's the title, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I really enjoyed. And I had him on, on Financial Grown Up to talk about it. Yeah, he's he's slightly entertaining. Slightly. He's very entertaining. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of a guy who's entertaining, normally that's Warren Buffett, but his partner, Charlie Munger's in the news. He's got some feelings about this stock market. So let's see which one of our friends is going to help us kick off today's show. This is Tim from the Faith and Finances podcast. The Money Talking Party Show starts now. It's time for Money with Friends. Okay, the headline comes to us from CNBC, and it is written by Fred Imbert. Charlie Munger warns there are, quote, lots of troubles coming because of, quote, too much wretched excess. How's that for a quote, Joe? <laughs> wow. Ouch. That's some headline. Ouch. All right. The key points of the article are Munger highlighted how much risk investors are taking when investing, particularly in China. He says in China, they love to gamble in stocks. That is really stupid. <laughs> words, Joe. Um, he also highlights the proliferation of EBITDA as a profit metric as another sign of the wretched excess, calling it, quote, ridiculous. Um, again, really, you know, beating around the bush here. Quote, I don't like when investment bankers talk about EBITDA, which I call bull you know what, earnings. Wow. Um, yeah. And by the way, it says that he's, you know, for people that don't know, Charlie Munger is vice chairman of Berkshire Hathaway. And he's also Warren Buffett's longtime business partner. Um, so this is basically a big warning that he put out there um, this week. Um, he told us to the Los Angeles-based Daily Journal annual shareholder meeting. Um, he chairs the publisher. And he was really talking about the risk that investors are taking on when investing, particularly in China. So here's the main part of the article. In the U.S. alone, investors face risks ranging from the coronavirus's impact on the economy to political uncertainty from the upcoming presidential election. Also, the Treasury announced that the U.S. budget deficit increased by 25% in the first 
four months of the fiscal 2020 period to 1.06 trillion. Trillion However, the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 both hit record highs. Um, to make this point about his excess, Munger cited the proliferation of EBITDA as a fake profit metric. Um, he says it's, he calls it ridiculous. He says EBITDA, which by the way is short for earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, and amortization. So he says EBITDA does not accurately reflect how much money a company makes, unlike traditional earnings. Think of the basic intellectual dishonesty that comes when you start talking about adjusted EBITDA. You're almost announcing you're a flake. (laughs) (laughs) All right. The 96-year-old, by the way, he's 96 years old. Munger goes on to say, quote, I do think that my generation, he's 96, had the best of all this technological change, noting medicine has improved dramatically during his lifetime while inventions such as air conditioning have increased the standard of living. Quote, I don't think we're going to get as much improvement in the future because we've gotten so much already. Um, So anyway. Investors of all stripes look forward to Munger's annual address since because of the wisdom he, uh, because of the wisdom he shares. Munger's also considered to be one of the best investors and business thinkers ever before joining Buffett at Berkshire, Munger Rain Investment Partnership that returned an average of 20% per year from 1962 to 1975. Meanwhile, the S&P 500 averaged an annual return of just 5% in that time. When Charlie Munger speaks, uh, people listen. I think there's a bunch of stuff to go over here, Bobby. But the the first one, you know, Munger says there's problems with stocks. Does that mean that we do anything different with our portfolio? It's a tough call because, as you said, he's very well respected. And he is someone that has been very successful in investing. So he's certainly worth paying attention to. That said... People have lost a lot of money pulling it to the sidelines when trying to time the market based on what smart people say. So I guess it depends on your goals and your timeline, but we should listen and consider it. He's a smart guy. Absolutely. Well, I think this is a great time to kind of go halfway, which is check your uh, investment advisors. Uh, The best ones have something called investment policy statement, which means that it's how you're going to manage your money in good times and bad. So you're not reacting to news like this. So when Charlie Munger comes out and says, hey, things are looking bad, you don't all of a sudden go, hey, financial planner guy or woman, how do I react to this? You don't react. You have a plan and you stick to your plan, but your plan improves, includes rather what's going to happen when things go bad. So if your plan doesn't already have what you're going to do when things go bad in writing, uh, I think it's time to do that. I think that's a really good point. And it's also important to listen to the specifics of what he's saying and think about the metrics that you use to evaluate stocks. We get used to the financial press uses EBITDA quite a bit. And so that's for some people become sort of a default metric, something that they look at to compare different investment opportunities to each other. Maybe if you think he's right, you start thinking it. Diff- you start paying more attention to other metrics when making investment decisions. I think this is a huge shot across the bow. To your point, I think you're right on that. This is a huge shot across the bow to individual investors. If you're investing in individual stocks and you're watching this, and you don't realize that uh, chief financial officers are playing games with the numbers. 
what did my mom say? You know, I got a bridge to sell you or swampland or something. <laughs> There's, you, you're getting fooled. Uh, Munger is calling out these people that make the numbers say whatever they want by creating some of these metrics. And there's other metrics, by the way, that uh, investment people have pointed out for long periods of time. When when governments give you uh, government statistics, government statistics are often uh, a way for the government to make sure that they keep the ball rolling. So um, you, I, I always take, it's funny, we look at periods, some of these long periods of, t- of time since uh, 2000, um, where where apparently there was no inflation, yet the cost of my movie tickets kept going up, the cost of bread kept going up, but according to the government, there was no inflation. It didn't happen, except to my wallet. So, um, you know, and th- by the way, and that's not just a U.S. thing. That is government after government, no matter where you're at. To ch- you need to look behind the statistics uh, instead of just accepting them. And and frankly, if I'm a if I'm an individual investor and I don't realize I'm being fooled, did you ever see Bobby the movie Rounders with uh, Matt Damon? I did not. There was this thing. So he's a poker player. And he says this line near the start of the movie that if you don't know who the sucker is at the table, it's you. And uh, and while I don't think you're a sucker if you're investing in individual stocks, if you're investing in individual stocks using these numbers and you don't realize that there's a lot of manipulation going on, you're trying to look behind them like Munger is, then then I think you're in trouble. Yeah, it's important. So much information is out there with public companies by law, but so few people read behind the headlines when it comes to earnings reports. It's always interesting when I was at Reuters, you would see the print reporters who were the ones that really did the um, the tough reporting on this stuff and would often give us the data. You know, you get these initial snaps that would come through. Those are the big headlines that come through at first and you would get a stock reaction. And then as people started going through and the Reuters reporters are excellent at this and looking at what Munger's talking about, the real numbers beyond the headline that they will push at the top. And very often you'll see an hour later when you look at the aftermarket trading of these companies that report earnings, things change yeah. because people have read. And what's interesting, especially I was, you know, I was just the TV girl. So you would say, you'd say, okay, well, the headline that I'm reporting that the company put out is the company did really well. We had our best of some made up number, you know, ever, um, especially with the social media companies, but yet the stock is moving down and you don't know why. And so then you or somebody else at the organization, a print reporter gets on the earnings call and some analyst is asking them hard questions about some number buried in the report. And you find out what people are really worried about. And you go back on TV or to whatever news outlet you're going to an hour or two later, and the story will be completely different. It'll be like this stock went on fears about this number, the number that was buried deep in the earnings report that is showing a problem up ahead that the company didn't promote at the top, shockingly, at the top of their press release. Yeah, these companies have communication departments even that release bad news on a Friday afternoon, so hopefully that reporters won't won't, won't see them. I mean, the way that companies try to make sure that the stock price stays up is uh, is incredible. We do this live, by the way, on uh, YouTube today, and if uh, you want to join us, uh, head to our YouTube channel, go to YouTube.com, and then put in Money with Friends, and you'll see our artwork, and click subscribe, and you'll get a notice. 
but our friend Kevin's here. Uh, Kevin asked if we've ever watched the live stream of Berkshire's annual meeting. I, I've always watched snippets. I've never been there, but I watch, I don't stay around for the whole thing, but I definitely, Kevin, tune in as much as I can every year because that is gold. I mean, everything from comedy gold to investing gold to, I love the Q and, you know, the Q and A that goes on forever. It's fantastic. Have you tuned in, Bobby? I have watched parts of it. I've yeah. never sat through the whole thing. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely worth watching. And you learn a lot. And the truth is also, if you do own individual stocks, you can sometimes go to those things and learn a lot. And it's an interesting experience to be at a shareholders meeting, um, especially when there's always, sometimes there's these wild people that come that own one share of stock and like to kind of raise a ruckus. <laughs> so there's a lot of personalities at those kinds of things. It always amazes me when the whole building gets held up by the person with one share. Um, but that's good. We're allowed to do that. Part of the process. That's our system. Yep. Absolutely. Um, we did put this question out to, uh, well, we did put a question out to our Instagram audience. Um, Joe, we asked them, we said, Charlie Munger, who's Warren Buffett's business partner, um, is concerned that investors are taking too much risk. Do you agree? And the choices of the answers were too much risk or no worries. What do you think our money friends said? I think, um, I think people listen to this show and hang out with us on Instagram are long-term investors. So I think it's going to skew more toward no wor- no worries. So I'm going to say I'm going to say 65% no worries. That is so close, Joe. Oh my gosh. I'm going to say you nailed it cuz that's close enough. It was 61%. That's funny. What do you what do you think though? I mean just completely this is this is not like what I'm doing with my money. I'm I I think like our friends do, I'm not making big moves, but just like emotionally, what do you think? Do you think there's problems? I think I don't know. And therefore I'm not going to make moves, but I have a percentage in cash right now that I'm happy with knowing that a recession I believe is going to come in the next few years. Yeah. Um, not a huge percentage, but I do have some money that is not fully invested already, uh, already not reacting to this. I like my, that's my comfort level. Yeah. I like my investment policy statement and I'm sticking with it. I mean, I have a machine about the way that I manage my money and I'm not going to violate that. But emotionally, I think, forget everybody else, Munger starts talking about it being bad. I think, I think it could be pretty bad. Uh, the problem yeah. here, though, too, Bobby, is when, right? It isn't about, right. is it going to get bad? Because the answer is, yes, it will at some point. The The question is when. And, you know, the guy that said it's going to get bad in 2015 is still right if it gets bad at whatever point. Right. So, And in the meantime, people that have a significant amount of cash on the sidelines are missing out. So the question is, how much are you putting on the sidelines as your cushion that you will either, number one, you'll feel secure that that money is not losing value. And number two, maybe that's money that you would at least reinvest if the market were to take a significant plunge, if you felt that you could live with not having that much cash on the sidelines. You know, it's a balance. There's, yeah. It's a buying opportunity, but, you know, there's a reason you have a little bit in cash. Yeah. So it's, it's tricky. Um, we also got some uh, write-in responses as to why oh, people yeah, yeah. the way that they did. Yes. Uh, I am the real spoon says depends depends on the individual and goal easier to stomach risk in an up market and and if the goal is 20 years out which is very true and if you're in stocks I'd say to I am the real spoon great name uh, I'd say if you're I in stocks Sarah you, by the way I think her name is Sarah you probably should have a a, a, a 10 year plus uh, time frame if you're in stocks and you shouldn't then have to worry about it. 
Vincent also says, I need this risk in order to hit my retirement goal. If I was Warren Buffett's biz partner, I'd hate risk too. <laughs> That's 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 so good, but it's funny because because Vincent puts it right on, which is you know there's different types of risk. What Vincent is saying is that I need stock market risk because I have to beat inflation with this money over long periods of time. That's what I need to do. So I have to take this risk. The risk that happens when you go to cash is that your cash doesn't keep up with real inflation, and then your purchasing power goes down. So you're safely losing money, taking no risk. Which isn't well, you know, what we call cash is not always literally cash. Sure. It can be in CDs, it can be in, you know, money market accounts. It doesn't have to literally be earning zero. But maybe you're swimming with the current then, right? But you're not you're not beating inflation. Yeah. No, you're not. And you have to, you know, this goes to what your risk tolerance is. And everybody has a different level of risk tolerance. And, you know, for some people, a certain percentage in cash is okay. Um, you have to be careful. Some of those robo-advisors will automatically put a higher percentage in cash than you may realize, and that b- might be right for you. So yeah. it's important to know if you do those those robo-advisors, what exactly their formula is. That's been a red flag for some people lately. In just a moment, Bobby and I are going to have our big takeaway from today's piece. And uh, while I get Bobby to think about the way that she's going to very eloquently answer that call. Got to say a big thanks to Ubiquity Retirement and Savings for supporting Money with Friends. Let's talk retirement planning for a moment. We've been talking about the fuel that gets you there, Bobby. But if we talk about the actual planning, if you're a small business owner, you work in a small business, you want to maximize your tax benefits and have employees or be an employee who's confident in your financial future. By choosing the right retirement plan, if you shopped, it might seem to be complicated. Ubiquity, though, makes it easy to save for the future while gaining tax advantages along the way. In just a few clicks, you'll see 401k plans designed by experts online, or you can talk strategy with them and tailor a plan that meets your specific needs and the needs of your employees. Ubiquity's affordable flat fee plans start at just $75 a month. So if your boss tells you it's too expensive, I think you need to send them to this link. Whether you're a solopreneur or you have a team of 100 employees, everybody gets the same exceptional service at Ubiquity. Kickstart your future at myubiquity.com. That's M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com to learn more. Um, and it's, it, it's when I was a financial planner, I heard that all the time. Uh, my boss says we can't have a retirement plan because it's too expensive, which by the way, historically was very true. But mm-hmm. uh, if you head to Chad's organization, myubiquity.com, you'll see that uh, that was the past. Yes, now good. we have resources and options, which is great. Good stuff. All right, Bobby, what's our big takeaway from this piece? One of the great things about the more senior members of our society is that not only do they have the wisdom that comes with age and experience, they often cut out the filters. They have nothing to lose and they say what they mean. So we should listen to this, this advice with that in mind. He doesn't really have a big agenda at probably at 96. My sense is he's probably not out there shorting the market like crazy. We don't <laughs> know for a fact, but probably this is pretty sincere. Yeah. I mean, he's cutting through the BS in his mind. This is what he really thinks. He's got no filter there. And we should make our own decisions, of course, but definitely worth paying attention, worth discussing and considering what this man says. 
Yeah, if there's anybody to believe, I think it's Charlie Munger. Very, very believable. And the problem is, is that it's not about whether he's believable then at this point. There's the next thing. Is he right? And that's where my takeaway is, which is whether he's right or whether he's wrong, we never want to act on anything. We want to read these pieces and we want to follow what smart people think. We also want to follow why they think it so we know why the dominoes are moving the way that they move. But we do that so that we can control our emotions because studies show it's not the plan that gets in the way. It's a lack of a plan and just following our emotional selves when somebody that we respect, like Charlie Munger says, the sky is falling. Instead, use this knowledge so that you know when the market starts moving that it's time for your machine to spring into action, which by the way, assumes that you have a machine which is your investment policy statement. If you learn anything from this piece, again, I would I would start working on what's my investment policy when the market goes up, the market goes sideways, the market goes down. What do I do? How do I manage my money? And put that in writing so you're not working emotionally. You still have the emotions, Bobby, but you're not reacting to them. Well said. Well, thank you. What, what, likewise, what, uh, what, uh, uh, where can people find us? Instagram. Let's talk about that. At Money Friends Pod, then you can be part of our polls, surveys, and quizzes and questions. It's so fun. And if you want to the links to these pieces and also to find out more about not just Chad's company, uh, My Ubiquity, but Joust and the other companies that uh, support Money with Friends, uh, head to our show notes page, uh, which is at moneywithfriendspodcast.com. That's going to do it. I think, Bobby, did we do it? Yep. We, we did it. We did it. Bobby and I are back on Monday. Have a fantastic rest of your weekend, everyone. On behalf of Bobby, I'm Joe. See you next time back here at Money with Friends. This show is created and hosted by Joe Saul Cihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2019. Taylor Eichenberg engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of our friends who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be part of the show. As with anything, remember you shouldn't take advice from any of us or any other video or podcast without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends.